Welcome to the family with Alex Brent Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brunt, Andy Brent Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. Matt, Matt Richtel. Is it Richtel or Rich? Rich? Yeah, I'll be Rich. Richtel. Yeah, Richtel. <laughs> is there? Is there? I'm R I C H T E L. So it'd be Matt Richtel. Uh, the book is called The Man Who Wouldn't Die, a novel. We'll be right back with the family. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest. Matt, you pronounce your last name Rictel or Rictel? Rictel. It is Rictel. I wanted to make sure we got that right. Yes. Pen name A.B. Jewel. Uh, Silicon Valley Scion, Captain Don Is it Donna Donahue? Is that how you pronounce the name? Yeah, you have your way with it. Have your way <laughs> with it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Silicon Valley Scion, Captain Don Donahue is dead under mysterious circumstances. In fact, he... Well, that's, I, I didn't know he was dead because I would have just pronounced it however I wanted. He's already dead, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, he can't sue you. Exactly. <laughs> In fact, he might have... Uh, well, might, uh, might as well have been... Or he might have been murdered. Just ask Captain Don himself. He's been sending messages about his suspicious death from beyond the grave. <laughs> All right, Matt, I'm going to shut up now and listen to the story. He's been tweeting from the afterlife. Oh, no. Tweeting so Donald Trump will baby. never Who stop doesn't? Oh, God. It's probably true. So he's been tweeting from the afterlife, or so it seems. So what's what's up here, Matt? Well, uh, first of all, you've got a, a serious 
journalist who decided that it was time to be less serious. <laughs> okay. Uh, can I speak about myself in the third person? Of course, absolutely. I just did it. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I decided to write a comedic detective novel because I couldn't take it seriously every time someone in Silicon Valley said, this is revolutionary. <laughs> Let me tell you, Tinder for dogs is not revolutionary. <laughs> so... So I started to write this detective novel, and one of the one of the topics that people out here talk about is um, is you know uh, singularity. Have you guys heard of singularity? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're gonna like this is where they're gonna sort of figure out how to keep us alive forever. Yeah. So this book is called The Man Who Wouldn't Die. I wrote it under a pen name, A. B. Jewel, and there you got your classic. Silicon Valley detective going back, you know, to like Raymond Chandler, everyone around the classic Silicon Valley um, detectives always been greedy. And in comes the femme fatale to his office and says, Hey, my dad's been murdered. Uh, I can tell you because he's been tweeting from the afterlife. I was murdered. And of course, our detective like detectives have always said is like, get out, get out of my office. I just want a, a good black cup of coffee. And unfortunately, in Silicon Valley, you can't even get a good black cup of coffee. You can get a latte with echinacea and wheatgrass in it. So he's already having a bad day. And then he has to go down and unravel the mystery. Has Silicon Valley discovered life after death? And has someone who discovered it been murdered for the uh, innovation? That's a great idea. That's a really good idea. I really like Thank the you. idea. I, I just, there's all kinds of great stuff to read here, and I just, I, I really love that. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, William Fitzgerald, Fitz, he's a world-class detective, tough, stoic, carries a big fist and a flip phone. He's a bad, I'm jealous, because you know what? I'm telling you, Matt, I want a flip phone. I'm sick to death of everybody Oh, God, I hate that screen so much. I can't even tell you. I got to get a flip phone. You know, you know, well, part of the, yeah, part of the book is what even is an innovation anymore? Right. I mean, the, the, uh, um, you know, the, the, this, this is a place, Silicon Valley. Look, let, let's concede. It's done a lot of great stuff. Yeah. So, yep. full stop. But, you know, the way I think of it is we can afford to laugh at ourselves because Lord knows we can afford everything else. And like, you know, remember the old, so, so this kind of, this book sort of marries that old school detective with the madness of this place and how self-serious it is. You remember in those books, there was always like a high speed car chase. Sure. Well, in, in the man who wouldn't die when the bad guys come after Fitch, he's our detective. It's in a super slow speed car chase because the traffic is so bad. <laughs> and, the, and the bad guys, they've discovered the most important thing you can own as a bad guy in the Bay Area is a Mini Cooper because you really need both to be able to slip through traffic, but really there's a huge premium put on parallel parking. It's so hard to find a spot. So the entire kind of detective novel and the bad guys have been flipped on their head by the, by the kind of the circumstances of this place that is taking itself far too seriously. Yeah. And they kind yeah, I, I, that's the one thing about it. We were just talking about the, the TV show Silicon Valley, which is phenomenal. 
Love watching yes. it. Although I miss T.J. Miller on there. T.J. is, uh, well, he's not really a friend, but he's an acquaintance. He's very funny. And he's that. very funny. But, yeah, I understand that, you know. Because you know, you know people. Yes, there you go. Yeah, you know people, right? But I, I just love the arguments they have. One of my favorites is when, when one of the guys decides he's going to save the planet because he's going to drive a Tesla, and one of the other guys points out in that really dry voice of his, you do realize the electricity that you use to charge your car is created by burning coal and fuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there, totally. So it's like there's all these like mini strange hypocrisies and overstatements in right. place. One of one of the in this in this comp in this in the in the book one of the the, the grandson of the guy who's dead or not dead that remains to be seen has started a business called Froom. And what Froom is is a business that is involved in naming conference rooms for places like Google because because he says he says and I can find this I I, I got even I you, it's not good to laugh at your own stuff but I do I do find myself laughing at this because people do name their conference rooms and here the uh, so you guys talk amongst yourselves for a second because I got to tell you what this guy from Froom says. Okay. All right, <laughs> you guys talk. We'll get that I got to find the spot. I'm doing it. I'm okay. looking through the book. I'm gonna read one and thing. And here I am. Doing. Oh, you got it. Yeah, you guys talk. Okay, talk about right, how right, funny right. I am and how much people should buy the book. Anybody that comes up with the word barista ristas, <laughs> barista ristas yes. who serve instant coffee and instant patents. <laughs> yes, a drive-through law firm. You've got a barista. Baristarista, half lawyer, half barista, so you can get a latte with echinacea um, and wheatgrass while suing somebody for a, in a patent dispute. That sounds like a dream come in a drive-through. It's a dream come true. This book's and you know what they call that? They, yes, they call that an innovation, my friend. It's an innovation. Okay, that's good. Uh, it's an innovation. Okay, all right. I found, I found it. Here we go. He goes. This guy who runs who runs Froom. They name cancer. He says, he goes, you think it's an accident that, that Google keeps generating new ideas, brilliant new ideas that actually have the potential to generate revenue? No way. Listen to their conference room names. Mandela's Sandals, Sean's <laughs> Permit, the Mad Hatcher. Oh he says, he says, he says, he says, he says, then they got rid of their, their, their conference room name. He says, no wonder mouth cam flopped. Did anyone, anyone think of the privacy issues of showing the larynx? He says, he says we, we, we name conference rooms, but with you at the helm for your individual enterprise, your vision, we tailor, design, evoke, stimulate. We cooperate, which is a combination of cooperate, create, and copulate. Oh. And Fitch says Perfect. copulate, and the guy goes, we reproduce ideas at a frightening <laughs> rate. Oh, good God. All right. Enough already, Matt slash A.B. Jewel, no, no. talking in the third person about your own pen name. No, I disagree, because uh, that very person that you just derided yourself invented attractive women who are not MILFs but TELFs. So tell us what a TELF is, sir. Yes, yeah, a TELF. A TELF. Our femme fatale is a TELF. I, I'm not going to say what a MILF is no, uh, no, on account of the FCC and sure. my marriage. 
Yeah. But, um, yes. but a TELF is uh, an attractive uh, person with a uh, either a Stanford or Harvard MBA. She or he is a tech executive I'd like to fund. Ah. <laughs> I love it. We see what you did there. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, you got the couples are so anxious to get into the best free play kindergartens that they get on the waiting list as soon as they freeze their sperm and eggs for later use. It's not far from the truth. Fitch comes out of his house. Fitch comes out of his house one day, and and his in his neighbor. Uh, his neighbor and his wife have the same. His neighbor and his wife have the same name, um, spelled exactly the same way. It's one of those like really fancy modern names. And 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 Fitch, uh, our detective, can't tell which name is which. But of course, there's some mythical pronunciation. So um, he's always mixing them up. But they want his help. Remember, he's a he's a serious detective, just trying to get a good cup of uh, black coffee and 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 pay the bills. And they are desperate for him to get their frozen egg on into the waiting list of a free play certified <laughs> kindergarten. Because you don't want to wait. Right. You don't want to. And, and here's the serious. Here's the serious. Also, there is a street in Palo Alto that Fitch discovers at night that turns into Resume Row. During the day, it's your usual. Um, uh, overpriced handbags that could be also be used as a refrigeration device if you ever go to Davos. And, and, and at night it turns into Resume Row where cat callers are begging you and your child uh, to come in and raise their SAT scores while also learning an instrument to get into college. Sure. And the, yes, naturally. And so the whole, the whole thing from birth through, I mean, this all fits together from birth through getting your kids into college to the desire to live forever. Sort of um, the the humor sort of preys on this overly ambitious view of the world that has left aside the most basic question, which is in the pursuit of wealth and longevity, um, have we lost track of happiness? And honestly, Tom and gang, I will tell you, that for all the wonders of Silicon Valley, you have to um, wonder, put, put used in a different context, you have to wonder whether we've lost track of the big picture here. Uh, I was yes. going to ask you about that, too, because it's getting to the point, honest to God. I, well, you, you work for the New York Times, correct? Yeah, I worked for the New York Times. So I used to, listen, you guys, I had to laugh because for years I would go to, like, a press conference and and there would be someone on the stage in like a black turtleneck and jeans and say, you know, this wireless pen will change the world. And I would write down, I'd look very serious, I'd have my serious face on and write down in my notebook, will change the world. You know, in the meantime, my head's doing somersaults and I'm wondering if it's too late, you know, to apply to medical school. And, and even though, look, there is no way you can tell that I was going to get up early enough to be uh, to go to pre-med classes, so that that ship sailed, um, sure. and I'm afraid of this the site of infection. Um, but but that so I do I have very seriously covered this place, um, and and uh, I don't know where I was going with that, Tom. Come at well, me no, again. I, the only reason I'm, I, 
you know, I bring up the New York Times or the Star Tribune or the, you know, the Pioneer Press here in Minneapolis and St. Paul, yep. whatever. Great it, papers, by the way. It, we just cannot seem to stop pointing out how horrible everything is and we're all going to die and everything's horrendous. It's it's a little hard to smile in the morning when I get up and read that. I, I want to I wanna pile on to that. I mean, look, I cover this stuff, but I am... <laughs> I am troubled by the crisis-driven nature oh, of, yes. of media, and I, and I think we are all to blame to an extent. And I think that I tweeted the other day, in fact, it's, listen to this. This is on the front page of the paper today. It says, fewer of the world's, are chil- are, fewer of the world's children are dying, but many remain at risk. And I, when I first read the story online yesterday, I tweeted out and said, hey, you know, for all of you doomsayers, this is great. This is great. We are making a lot of progress. When I looked at the headline this morning, look, I'm not going to criticize my employer. So anything that happens next in this sentence is said by the my my uh, AB the, Jewel. The, yes, thank you. But <laughs> AB Jewel no says, why are we? Why do we have to tack on? But many remain at risk. Right. I mean, I understand that that is a serious issue, but I also understand that a lot of good things are happening. Yep. Um, yep. And, and sometimes, may, maybe in all the marketing noise, we've, we've just, it's, it's hard to focus on many of the actual pluses in the world. I don't mean the fake pluses that I'm making fun of in this book, right. but the real right. pluses, like the, the, the increases in lifespan, the, um, the way people have awakened to new habits around eating or sleep, the, um, you know, the, the way we are finding new ways to make relationships work, the fact that discrimination and, and misogyny have been uprooted in ways over the last, you know, 50 years that were unthinkable. I mean, you know, we're, 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 we're 200 years from a civil war and we've made so much progress. So, um, I, I actually am a cup half full person, uh, yeah, believe so it or not. I'm loving to hear. Do you, do you have a few more minutes? I need to take a quick break. Do you have a few more minutes? Cause I'd like to talk to you more about that and more about your book. Yep. I'm here. You have time. Great. We'll be right back more with Matt Richtel. Uh, A.B. Jewel, ladies and gentlemen. A.B. Jewel. A.B. Jewel, the man who wouldn't die, a novel. We'll be right back with A.B. right up to this. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me, too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. 
there's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. We are talking to Matt Richtel and A.B. Jewell. Uh, the parts with Matt Richtel, I'll call him Matt. And then the part about the book, The Man Who Wouldn't Die, uh, A.B. Jewell will be spoken to there. Matt, the reason I wanted it to hold on to you for another segment, and, and I, you know, if you if you got to get going after five, ten minutes or whatever, let me know. But uh, um, I love the fact that you write for the New York Times. You have a great sense of humor, which apparently... Uh, it's been lost on a lot of people because they don't want to have a sense of humor anymore. They want to be taken seriously, and nothing is funny anymore. How, and how, no. Why is I thought that? you wanted to keep me on here because I was good looking. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen your picture yet, but if, if that's the wait, addition. Can I, can I say something? Do you want to know why I took a pen name? Yeah, I do want to know. Because you cannot take a pen height and pen weight. <laughs> I wanted to go. I wanted to go. Okay. Listen, no, I wanted to go. I wanted to go about six. I got actually got a buddy in your market, Tom Meyer. Uh, grew up with me in Boulder, Colorado. Is was like an Adonis growing up. Still is. He's like I want to say he goes like six two. You know, one ninety now probably was like two twenty. I want a pen name and pen height like Tom. I go. didn't want a pen name. Now what does Tom do? I mean, I want a pen height and pen weight. What, what does Tom do for a living? Uh, I don't know. I think he helps people. It's, it's really, I think he, I think he helps uh, uh, people in the drug and uh, alcohol addiction circles. I, I think it's really deeply unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were so many careers where he could have made, you know, so much money um, <laughs> sucking off the teat of humanity. But <laughs> he's a, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't know what's happened to people anymore with their goodness it's just yeah it's enough of that enough of that goodness um i i I want to bring up two things to you because uh i also do a morning show in the market here and we've been looking at some stuff lately and i read the headlines because i don't i don't pre-read any stories like when you sent your the descriptor of your book and who you are and all the rest of it i don't pre-read that stuff because i want to have a natural reaction to it Yep. You know, I didn't know you were going to be funny as hell. So when you were funny as hell, it was a great surprise for me. You know, and right, and a sheer and an utter disappointment at the same time. Well, no, we'll we'll, we'll be the judge of that. We'll get you know, we'll see what happens in the next <laughs> ten minutes or so. Okay. But but here here is the problem I have reporting the news now, Matt, and yep. and for the New York Times, and uh, it's got to be the same situation. But I get up and I read. Uh, that that our uh, own, I here, I gotta explain something, Matt. First of all, I'm I'm pretty much a centrist. I don't really lean hard left or hard right. I like Democrats and I like Republicans. I like Libertarians. The far edges, I'm not wild about either one of them. But so here's what I read. Yep. Ilan Omar, who's our congresswoman from the state of Minnesota, 
said yep. that on September 10th, 2001, she fell asleep and she woke up the next morning as a suspect. Okay, and I thought, that's really, okay. that's really bizarre to say something like that. And then I read this morning that our president, uh, Donald Trump, said that uh, Cokie Roberts uh, is a uh, was a great a true professional and a great uh, great. Uh, no, I, I think he just called her a true professional, and okay. then he said, had to add, but she was never nice to me. The woman just died. Do you really have to point out that she was never... Who cares? Well, he's nothing if, nice. if not a narcissist. Oh, so my God, these that. people. I'm a victim. No, she's mean to me. No, I'm a suspect. Everybody's a victim now, Matt. Why is everybody a victim? <coughs> like you. Yeah, I told you to stay off those Paul Malls. You wouldn't listen I to do, me. I, I actually think Cokie Roberts was nice to me once. I could be mistaken. But, but I... First of all, I, 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 I want to echo something you said. I mean, I try to walk into every conversation without prejudging. Yeah, good. And the reason I do that is because I, I do find that there are remarkable, thoughtful people all over the place on yep. every side of the aisle. Yep. Um, it's, it drives people around me personally nuts that I refuse to judge. Um, because I know. It just drives people nuts, and I think it's because here's my theory on this. I'm gonna, it's a little different than the victim thing, but I'll come back to the victim thing. If you'll indulge me, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna be uh, serious, but with an undercurrent of witty. Can I do that? Right, well, that's uh, you're very good at that stuff. So good. Okay. Yes. All right. So here's what I want to say. I think that the world's super complicated, and one of the reasons we are quick to judge is it is very scary to be uncertain. And it takes a certain kind of personality, a certain kind of person with personal comfort to be able to say, look, I just don't understand everything. Yeah. I mean, I think I can say to you, looking you in the eye, not only do I not understand many things, I understand almost nothing. <laughs> so, I mean, on a really, truly deep level, though, that's true. Like, I understand the stuff I cover because I'm deeply invested in it. But if you asked me, if you truly asked me, Matt, could you give us an opinion about the war in Afghanistan? Right. As much as I've read, I would say 4th and 20, I'm punting. Because I don't, I have not read the briefing booklets. Who am I to judge that situation? And I think it fits into the victim question in a certain way where um, we are quick to want to have an answer. And part of that is because the world is complicated. And if we don't have an answer, we feel like we're blowing in the wind. And I really want to write a song under the name A.B. Jewel, Blowing in the Wind, because it has so catchy. Yeah, well, absolutely. Blowing in the way. Right. There's a guy named I don't Bob know, Dylan. Does that, that resonate that. at all that we are we're quick to judge because it's scary to feel uncertain? Yeah, but you know what? The problem I have with that, Matt, is that that I grew up, you know, in an interesting way, and I have I'm pretty much not afraid of anyone or anything. So for me to see that happening makes me really uncomfortable because, like, what are you afraid of? What are they going to do to you? You know? So I just want to, first I want to say, um, I, take, I take a little, you said you grew up in an interesting way. I, I doubt from what I've heard that you did grow up. 
I think you're in a state of <laughs> arrested you. adolescence. Oh, I like this so I just got to call you on that. But I yeah. want to say, when you say you're not afraid, I know what you mean. You mean that on a core level, you're not scared that you're going to be thrown off by something. You are who you are. Is that right. what you mean? That's correct. That's exactly so right. I think I, I I actually think that we are challenged as a species in in many people think feeling confident in their skin and so what they do is they put on armor and that yep. armor yep. can be strong pronouncements about what's right and wrong to look like they feel are more confident than they actually are and yep. that's just flat out fraudulence it is. You're 100% but now right we're that. getting away from uh, we're getting into like serious stuff, um, and then people are going to forget I'm hilarious. No, 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 we're, 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 no. We're going back to it right now because the only reason I brought I, I want to close. No, I that. like this. To- I really do like that topic. I know you do. You're a smart guy. Um, why don't you Go have on. your own TV show? I don't care if it's on you know CNN or Fox or MSNBC. Why don't you have a an half an hour news show? Where you could maybe talk some sense into people. What do you think? Oh, that would be that. Actually, that's a really great question, and there's a very serious answer. I would have to own pants. <laughs> okay, well, I, and, no, you're behind and, the desk. You'd be all right. My my daughter says I drop off at school. She's like, Dad, Dad, please, please get some pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. No, man. I, I, I look, I. I it's actually. Can I say? Can I say something serious to that point yeah, you just abso- made? Absolutely. Like I do think, I think it's it's hard to be interesting all the time about serious issues. And one of the reasons I think that twenty four hour news, whether on paper or in the in the um, on TV, has become a challenge, is because. We are not always, because there's not necessarily enough substance to carry us. So the challenge of doing a show every day, and I, here I'm not overtly condemning you, um, just, you know, very subtly. Sure. No, but I'm I really understand. not. I but understand. the challenge of doing it, you would know better than I, is it's hard to be inspired all the time. It is. And I think what winds up happening is you then watch those 24-hour news shows, and they have to make hyperbole out of, Lots of things yeah. to meet the bar yeah. of being interesting. You know, I guess to kind of describe uh, what I watch, I talk to uh, Anderson Cooper a few times a year. We have him on. He's an acquaintance. He's not a friend, but I really like you, him. You know a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, because I've been I've been doing a morning show for 34 no, years. I've been in business for 48 years. But, but uh, so I, I really like Anderson Cooper. And then to show you how odd I really am, Pete Hegseth, who's on Fox News on, on the weekends, is a good friend. So you take Pete Hegseth and Anderson Cooper, I don't think those two would agree on anything, yet I really like both of them. Well, uh, what, tell me, tell me, what are they, what, what is it that you, if you had to characterize what you like about them off the air, you would describe it as what? Okay, in Anderson Cooper's case, any any man who sits on national television and begins crying talking about his mother who just passed is my kind of guy, because that's what a real man is. Okay. I love that about him. That he has a sensitivity that I really, really admire. And Pete Hegseth, just, he to me, and like I said, he, he's actually a friend, uh, he actually cares about everybody uh, living the best life they possibly can. And, and it does upset him that people get so wound up about nothing 
They're good people. They're both really good people. I don't think they'd agree on anything, but I really like them both. So, so is the system broken? Or, yeah, or, that's a good or, question. Are they, or are they the anomalies? This is what I'm telling you why you should have your own TV show, because you would ask questions like that that nobody else would ask, and you're funny. So let's go. Get off your ass and get a let's TV do show. It. Now, now, hold on a second. Are you saying I have to get off my ass? Because that, <laughs> yeah, that's no, you didn't a... say that earlier. You said <laughs> have right. your own TV show. I, right. yeah, actually, in tr- truth be told, I have been asked on a, a number of occasions to do. I was once asked to be hired for TV and then to do some radio. I, I don't know how you do it. I would, lo- I would love to interview people on issues of substance. Yes. But I don't know. I don't even know how one goes about that. Well... You know, I, I might be able to mention it to a few people. You would be really good on top. You know, I, I, I they, they haven't shown me your picture yet, so I, I haven't seen, yeah, yeah, you're the, the handsome devil that you are. I haven't seen the picture yet, right. but I'm just assuming that that's the case. So that's not going to be a problem. But well, I, actually, let's be clear. Ab Jewel is phenomenally good looking. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Matt Richtel, I would characterize more as sort of suave and handsome. Oh, so okay, well. A, there's a significant distinction there. Both are sort of irresistible, yeah, but in yeah, their own yeah, ways. Yeah. Matt would like Matt would say, you know, uh, I mean, Matt, look, both are happily married to my wife. I think which is Wonderful. illegal, Wonderful. but yeah, which is beautiful and illegal, yeah. um, and involves some role playing. But if Matt <laughs> if Matt were single, he would, you know, you'd go on a date and he'd look you in the eye and he'd say, "I really want to hear about your day." And if A.B. Jewell were single, um, he would probably say, aren't you going to finish that next tequila shot? <laughs> so both, that's what I'm saying. Both are very, very important personality types. I understand that completely. And, and they, they, they meet in the middle nicely. I, I do understand your position. You want, you want to enjoy your life. You love to write. You're a very, very funny guy. Uh, I just like to hear more. Maybe you and I just need to stay in touch, and I have to have you on the morning show and have you on this show. And it, it just talking to you today, man. And I'm very serious about this. There's no because I, you and I have never met, but I'm very impressed. I feel much better after talking to you because there's somebody who's a very smart person that's not saying, "Oh my God, we're all going to die in the next five years." Like, all right, look. Ugh. Can I can I leave you with this? Yeah. Can I leave you with AB Jewel was going to do an open mic comedy routine. I, I don't know if I have time to do it, but can I leave you with my opening bit? I'd love to hear it. All right, here we go. Here we go. This is it. So the first line is kind of a throwaway. Why am I doing an open mic night? Well, you know, without a mic, you guys couldn't hear me. Um, but let's just, let's put that aside. It's, it has to do with death. I, you know, we all fear death. I, I want to get this in before I die. And I personally can picture the moment where I learn about my own death, and I want to describe it to you. There I am. I'm, I'm at the doctor. I'm with my wife, and the, the doctor says, Mr. Richter, I'm sorry. You have to get your affairs in order, and this is incredibly difficult for me. I mean, at this moment when I'm learning of my, my dire illness, he's disclosing to my wife that I'm seeing other people? <laughs> And thank you, thank you, wait, I'm not done. And it's not the fact that I'm having affairs that upsets my wife. It's the fact that I'm disorganized. (laughs) See, now that's fun. Well, at some point in a marriage. That's very funny. How is that? How about this, ladies and gentlemen, because I know we only have a couple more seconds here, but uh, Matt Richtel, not not A.B. Jewel yet, but Matt Richtel, 
uh, won the Pulitzer Prize in 2010 for a series of stories on distracted driving. So funny, handsome, what'd you say, swarthy? Was that one of them? Swarthy. Yeah. Swarthy, not swarthy, swarthy. Or we could make up a word, swarthy. Well, you, yeah, you're good at that, too. You're good at making up words like barista-rista, <laughs> words like that. Matt, you got to come back, and I, I want to book you on the morning show, the KQ morning show as well, because we have, we have a, a huge audience that would love you. They, they'd be Wait, big what fans. show did I just do? This is the afternoon show that I do. Oh, I love that. Well, yeah, you do the afternoon show, and then you do the morning. Although, do you live, where do you live now? I live in, uh, we live in San Francisco. Oh, God, so you're going to have to get up a little early in the morning to be up. But if we have you on at 9 o'clock, 7 o'clock is not too early for you, is it? No, I could, I could do 7, and I will, send you, I will send you the song that made it on the radio that I, that I sang and someone produced for, for my children's book. Uh, and that, it's called, the song's called Don't Pick Your Nose, and it is a rock anthem. An all-out rock anthem. <laughs> I love it. A plea, a plea. I want you to do me a favor. No, Matt, I, I talked earlier about the fact that I'm not afraid of anything or anyone, and I, I yeah. you know, the old Francois uh, Bobo, the I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. But yes. if you reach out to other people that maybe like newspaper writers, they're going to go, oh, that prick. So. <laughs> Wait, are you are you disliked? Oh God, by about half the people, yes. Because I'm well, very tell honest. me why. Because I'm what very honest with people. Uh, Minnesotans like to be passive aggressive. I am not passive aggressive at all. Uh, I I say exactly what I think, and people are very uncomfortable with that. They don't like that. Interesting, because you sound very you sound very measured to me. We'll see. Will you say, wait? Will you say something wildly offensive? Wild, <laughs> wildly <laughs> offensive. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I don't know about I don't know about wildly offensive. It's just basically, well, here, here an example, like when I did read that Alan Omar thing. She, she, I live in the fifth district where she's the congresswoman. Okay. And I said, uh, I read the whole deal about. I woke up as a victim, and I basically said, "Why don't you kiss my living ass? You grow up as a, you woke up as a suspect. That's ridiculous. People do and not is that, like is that. Is that offensive because you don't bathe that part of your body? <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> Why? How how often have we talked to you about Hosing the need down. to? For hygiene, <laughs> you're right, Matt. You're absolutely right. He's and had I, two beeps. Yeah. Oh, he's had two beeps. He's had yeah. two beeps. Oh God, I'm sorry, Matt. I kept you too long. We will stay in touch, <laughs> and I got to talk to you again really soon, Matt. Thank you. All right, as you wish. I am here. You're a good man. Bye. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Matt Richtel, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now, see, we need more people like him. He's a very smart guy, very funny guy. He's a hell of a writer. I you mean, need you people give... that are willing to talk to everybody instead of just the people that you know. Yeah, isn't that unusual? I hold hands with every day. Isn't that just? It's so yeah. ridiculous that. I know. The, uh, uh, We'll take a break here. We'll come back and do a shorter third segment. But uh, Matt Richtel, it's R-I-C-H-T-E-L, writes for everybody. He won the Pulitzer Prize. That's not an easy thing to do. Let me eh. just point that out. Ah, Pulitzer <laughs> Prize, who cares? Pulitzer uh, Ladies and gentlemen, A.B. Jewell, J-E-W-E-L-L. The book is called The Man Who Wouldn't Die, a novel. And I will stay in touch with Matt, I promise. We'll be right back with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. 
This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me. Having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutramost weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. Uh-huh. We are back, ladies Hello. and gentlemen. We uh, are in a situation where we've had great guests on this uh, show this afternoon. And now we turn to an Italian, so it's, it can't be that great. An Italian in Italy. An Italian How in Italy. How authentic can we get? You know, I, I'm, I'm just amazed right now because I am on the eastern seaboard of Italy in a town called Pedro. It's right across from Croatia. And it, the only thing everybody says to me is, what is going on in Minneapolis? Oh, I they know. are singing the news. It's on the news here. Yep. It's really? The, the, beat, the beat down at Target Field is on the news in this little oh, town yeah. in Italy. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's made international news because it's so bad. And because we ignored oh, it, it in the town of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Disgusting. Uh, you know what happened so last week, don't you? It's, em- it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Uh, we, you and I talked about it one week ago about those beatings. You showed me the video, and we talked about it on this show. Apparently that night Tom Lydon did a story on it, but everybody else ignored it. And then all well, of a sudden, of course they did. Yeah, they did. They ignored it. I talked about it the next morning, uh, last Thursday on the morning show. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting there watching Fox News, and it breaks on Fox News nationally before the newspapers here would even cover it. Well, here it's on CNN World. Unbelievable. They show the whole video. They show the video. They show wow. him riding a bicycle over the guy's head. It's, in, it's just such an embarrassment. It is a well, huge embarrassment. I just was looking on Twitter, <clears throat> and the New York Daily News says, Lack of cops cause devastating Minneapolis crime spree. There you go. Gunmen, robbers, <clears throat> and sexual deviants are running amok in Minneapolis, and there aren't enough cop, uh, cops yeah. to stop well, a mess. There you go. Gee, I yeah. wonder why. A okay, New York so, publication. So after all that happens... If you were the mayor, would you do this? So in in two hours from right now, your time, Mayor Fry, Jacob Fry, mm-hmm. is going to announce his new grand plan. And and I'm not serious. I'm serious. This is going to happen today. You will see it. You can pull it up. He's going to announce he's giving any criminal who's been arrested on a, a, an alternative to cash bail. So instead of getting... What? You need money to get out of jail. You can agree to meet with a counsel, with a with a with a with a social worker. I, why are we coddling criminals now in this? Well, oh, he, I'm telling you, it's going to break today. You're going to see this story all over Minnesota today. 
Jacob Fry is news plan. Instead of you have to pay to get out of prison to get bailed out, you can just sign a thing saying that you will meet with a social worker once a month. Oh my God! And and I'm those sure that'll those people that actually got charged with those beatdowns are already out of jail because none of them got. They only got charged with robbery. That's the only charge. I look that at was everyone. It? Yes, only robbery, robbery only, and almost every one of them got charged as a minor. Only three got charged as adults. How did they not get so, charged for assault? No, no, nobody got charged with assault. Only it's robbery. Right there on. I video. looked at everyone. You can pull them up. Wow. You can pull them up with Hennepin County Sheriff's. Because remember, every felony they are felony robbery charges, but they're they're juvenile. Juvenile felony charges. Yeah, it's totally so they've got no time. They're juveniles. <laughs> the 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 people that were over eighteen, and they all. And it's just, what, what the funny thing is, they all identified them through face recognition because they're all convicted felons. <laughs> oh my God! Well, there you go. Isn't that just? We're protecting these people and leaving the people that own businesses in downtown Minneapolis to to twist in the wind because nobody wants to go downtown Minneapolis after dark anymore. Yeah, I give it ten now, years that, before a that, militia that takes over beat, Minneapolis. Tom, that that target field beatdown was midday. I know it was yep. midday. Yep. Midday. It was. You're absolutely. It was right. three p.m. So it's not. It's just not a night anymore. No, it's and not. And I'll tell you, to be to be in a little tiny innocent town, this town that I'm in right now is the most innocent town in the world. For the first thing they say, "Where you're from?" and you say Minneapolis, and so on, they go. Oh my God, we've been seeing it. just everyone. I'm just blown away. Blown away. They are talking in the United States about the fact that uh, your buddy, uh, what, what's his last name? It's not Abandando. I always think he's the, the godfather's buddy. What's his name? <laughs> what, the chief of police. What's his name? Oh, Rondo, yes. Rondo. Okay, well, Rondo, they said on Fox News, national news, that Rondo wants 400 more cops in the city of Minneapolis. And Jacob Fry yeah, doesn't Jacob want to give him Eighteen. And we, really, if you look at the if you look at the actual what he gave him, it's not even eighteen; it's only seven because oh, he God. gave he gave a, you know they they abolished the traffic division like four years ago. So he gave him three traffic cops, and he gave him a detective and a couple MPD secretaries. So they're not even street cops. It's not going to do anything. Well, and what good is a cop if no one ever goes to prison? Right. They're just out immediately. Who cares? Well, that's a whole other story. And what's funny is, you know, Mike Friedman is the head of the county of attorney here, and yep. people don't yep. realize this. All felony arrests in the city of Minneapolis get kicked to Hennepin County. The city of Minneapolis does not prosecute felonies. They because go they don't to have Hennepin any prosecutors. County. Right. So Mike Freeman automatically takes them. Oh, and God. he's... he's Sorry, I mean, I hate, I hate to be political, but he's in the pocket of the Democratic Party. Well, they have they, they put out the the budget for this uh, seventy five thousand dollars in the twenty twenty budget. It's a one time funding. Twenty five thousand dollars will go to the city attorney for people charged with non domestic non DWI misdemeanor offenses. These funds will go to pay for the social workers for these criminals to check in. So we so, have money for social workers for criminals, but not for law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the, 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 what I heard, and I heard, I can't give my source, but the person who called me today and told me that Jacob Price can announce this in two hours that he's going to let 
criminals not pay bail anymore and just agree to meet with a social worker. And that program, just for the people that are right now, including the people who just did those beatdowns, is $100,000 is taxpayers' money for like the first 90 days. I just, I, what are we going to learn that people are going to get massacred in the streets in, in about another well, month no, or two if it I, doesn't stop? Well, apparently people Fry, he proposed to add 14 officers to the force citywide, but said publicly he'd like to add more, but is unsure if it would pass the council's approval. The city what? council. So those are the people you need to start voting out. They didn't right. vote for the city council. I thought the Met Council. The Met Council, you don't how long, vote for. How long will it be before big companies start oh, pulling out? Medtronics has already pulled all hospitality out of downtown Minneapolis. Isn't that just sad? They're destroying uh, Med- Medtronics that Medtronics is one of the biggest medical devices companies in the world. Mm-hmm. They yeah. did all their hospitality downtown. Hotels, dinners. They pulled it all. 100% they pulled it. Polaris. Sad. You know, the CEO of Polaris got pulled out of a cab. Yeah, he did. And beaten by <clears throat> yep. Nick Mall. Yeah, he did. Yep. I saw that happen. And we're doing nothing about... What's going to have to happen is the taxpayers in the city of Minneapolis are going to have to rise up and say, we've had enough of this. We can't We can't go to the band shell anymore because somebody burned it to the ground. We can't go over to the warming house over at... Uh, you know, White Earth Lake or Bidet Macosco or Calhoun or whatever you call it this week. Uh, <laughs> Nancy, Nancy, Nancy calls me yesterday. She had to go to Target on Nicolette Mall. She, she calls me and she goes, "You and the Target and Nicolette Mall is literally a homeless shelter." She it's goes, a homeless it, it was shelter. so unbelievably <laughs> bad, like so bad. That's a tenth of Nicolette. Mm-hmm. Right in the city I know, corridor. but it's really bad. Right in the center of the city, and and they're just it's and all it's homeless. The tar- it's Target, man. It's their world headquarters. Oh God! I, uh, what what is I don't the know upside what to do, of all the, this ass kissing? What is the upside of this? Because I don't get it. You know, I'll tell you, Tom. This is what it is. It, 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 people think it's just it's just mayhem and nothing's organized. But people like Jacob Fry. Remember, Jacob Fry was an attorney. Right outside of D.C. in Virginia. He lived in Virginia. He was right. an attorney. He married a lobbyist. He moved here first year ran for office. He's a career politician, and he knows he's not some dumb young kid. He knows exactly what he's doing. But he's harming he really the does. residents. It's, 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 it's nothing new. The, 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 these people have done it before in other cities, San Francisco, Chicago. He's playing the same play cards. Mm-hmm. He's going to destroy the city to get a climb that that Democratic national platform ladder. Right. That's what he's doing. Well, what are we going to? It's, it's been done twenty times. But I mean, he's doing. He's playing the same play card. But it doesn't make any sense that people want to promote people that wreck a city. It just, I, I don't get it. Yeah, we're we're in big trouble. We are in big trouble. All right, young man, get back to bed or what are you going out squealing tonight what are you doing <laughs> no i uh it is a storm's rolling in actually oh, it is. And, uh, you know the correct the, the the adriatic sea is usually literally like a pond because the croatia is just 90 miles across mm-hmm. and it's so it's literally always a lake and right now it's raging oh. because a storm's oh, rolling really? in from the croatia side so it's uh, pretty cool to see i've never seen it before so it's pretty cool i understand that are you getting yeah, I, I just uh, 
I'm here, but uh, motorcycles, looking at motorcycles. Right, but when are you, are you going to be back next week? Yeah, 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 I'll be back next week. All right, well, enjoy your time. We'll I come talk back to you. on Tuesday. We'll talk to you yeah, next week. Yeah, it was good, see, good talking to you guys. And I don't know, if you can talk sense into anybody in Minneapolis to vote, please try. I will try my absolute best. <laughs> I want, you know what, I want, to get Michael, I want to get Michael Bryant's opinion on this new no bail thing. Because that's his business, man. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. And, and they're, they're, they're going to give people, you know what? You don't have to call a lawyer and get bail. Just on this paper saying you'll meet with a social worker every month. And then you won't. They don't show up. You know that. That's the other part. <laughs> I promise I'll be good not. this time. It just, it just puts them back on the street so oh, fast. God. Oh, God. I, what are we doing? They're going to laugh. They're going to sign the paper and laugh yeah, all the way are. home. I feel I feel like the last comic at the comedy store at, at one thirty. They come on at one forty-five. That gives all the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, pal. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, see you guys. Thanks a lot, Bye. LA Nick from was it is it Tessero or Tessero? I don't know. <clears throat> it's one of those Putinesco. I cannot <laughs> believe that we're doing this. You just, you commit crimes and you get to walk because you promise to go see a social worker and you're never going to do it. The They're not going to go see The it. taxpayers are paying for the social workers. And we're paying for the social oh. workers. So these people commit crimes and we pick up the tab for Okay, them. so all these people are uh, under just, 18, right? Most of them are under most 18. Most of them are, yeah. Well, okay, so why aren't their parents like, okay, what's, what are we going to do with these parents? Because they prey on people. That Their parents allow the children to develop into the pieces of crap that they are. They're horrible people. I'm sorry. Well, shouldn't their are. kids be taken away from them? Yeah, well, good luck. And the parents should pay for it. Yes. Yeah, you pay for God. it. God. All right, we're going to go home and cry into our pillow <laughs> now. <laughs> I used to love Minneapolis, St. Paul. I used to love going downtown. It just breaks my heart. What they And we warned them 30 years ago that this was going to happen. Nobody listens. They did not listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. 